Our congregation has certain events that happen every year that mark the passing of time. Of course, this cycle is, is mostly tied to the liturgical calendar. So, for instance, on Easter, we always have an Easter egg hunt out in the courtyard. Or on the closest uh, Sunday to Christmas, we gather after the 1030 service and we decorate the sanctuary for the coming celebration. This fact that we haven't been able to gather is just one of the many difficult things about this time during the pandemic. We just haven't gotten that opportunity to gather and share these events together, and it's, it's heartbreaking. In a normal year, we would have gathered in the courtyard today on this, the first Sunday of October, and we would have offered pet blessings in honor of St. Francis. The Sunday school would have made a banner, and they would have crafted the prayers of the people. The choir would have gathered on the patio, often wearing masks. And of course, there would be pets, usually exuberant dogs who were, who were excited by all the commotion. But occasionally, too, the, a cat and a carrier, or a guinea pig, or a hamster. And I have often also blessed collars and leashes and even pictures on cell phones with the confidence that God's blessing would find its way to a beloved companion. And we're going to try to honor these relationships today, even though we cannot gather. So I will offer a prayer later in, in this service, and we will dedicate our usual coffee hour time after the service on Zoom to bless pets in particular, and uh, hopefully to share some stories and some anecdotes. Uh, hopefully we can just laugh together about our, our furry friends. We do this because it's fun. We do it because it celebrates these meaningful and loving relationships that we have with our, with our furry, feathered, and scaly friends. But we also do this to honor St. Francis of Assisi, whose, whose feast day is today, October 4th. Most years, along with all the frivolity and the fun, I try to make a point about how absolutely subversive Francis truly is. He certainly was in his own day, and I dare say he is even more so now. For you see, Francis was born into a, a well-to-do merchant family with a so-called silver spoon in his mouth. He spent his early life primarily concerned with all the things that money could buy. He loved parties. He loved clothes. He loved romance. But even as a young man, he was just a bit different. For instance, once, just after having made a huge business deal, Francis then turned around and gave all that money that he had just made to someone who was begging for alms, much to the derision of his father and his friends. And somewhere along the way, 
after being captured in battle and spending a year as a prisoner awaiting ransom, after a a life-threatening illness, Francis completely reassessed what was important to him. He left behind wealth and embraced poverty. He left behind fine clothes and and took to wearing a simple and, and often dirty tunic. He left behind chasing his own pleasure in order to follow Jesus. There are all sorts of legends and stories to tell about Francis. Like once, early in his ministry, his father dragged him before the Pope to try to get the Pope to convince Francis to go back to his familial responsibilities. In response, Francis renounced his family's wealth, and to symbolize that renunciation, he took off all of his fine clothes and stood naked before the Pope. Another time, later in his ministry, he preached to a wolf and convinced that wolf to stop terrorizing a village. I mean, Francis was the originator of the first nativity scene after after having a vision of Jesus as an infant lying in a manger surrounded by his parents and barn animals. But beyond the, the stories and the ordinary and extraordinary deeds was a life committed to making space for the realization of God's gifts of humility and joy and love. Francis's life was marked by vows to poverty and chastity and obedience, all taken on so that he might know and love God more deeply and serve his fellow human beings more completely. Like Jesus before him, Francis was willing to undergo and absorb weakness and hardship and persecution so that God might be more fully known and and God's salvation might be more fully revealed. Francis, like Paul in today's lesson from the letter to the Philippians, left behind that which was good so that he might realize something better by knowing and following Jesus. In a world too often marked by greed, Francis embraced simplicity. In a world marked by violence, Francis made it his mission to live at peace with others. In a world marked by the desire to dominate and control others at all cost, Francis embraced humility and service to others, standing in solidarity with those who were most vulnerable and exposed to injustice. In this way, the life of St. Francis was and is a revelation. For in as much as Francis shows us Jesus, Francis reveals to us the self-giving love of God. Francis shows us God through his service, 
through his simplicity and through his love. Early on in the pandemic, many of us realized that, that one of the hidden gifts of this time was the potential that it afforded us to reevaluate our lives. I wonder where we are with that. Because amidst all of this disruption, there is an invitation here to ask ourselves what truly matters. We can take this time that we've been given to look at our lives through a new lens and to see where our true joy might be realized. While not many of us are called like Francis to make a complete break with our old lives, we can take this opportunity to reevaluate and to assess how we might live more simply and peaceably. Where we might, we might look, where we can be open, open, opening our ears and our eyes and our hearts to God more completely, especially, especially as God is present with those who are marginalized. The question becomes, how can we learn to love God and to love others and to love ourselves more fully? This is the question this time puts to us. This is the question that Francis, with his life, puts to us. What Francis realized is that we are connected one to another and all of us to the whole of creation. We are bound together by God in love. Unfortunately, so much of our common life obscures this reality from us. Our politics, our consumption, our media separate and divide us and, and deny our shared humanity and our bond to the created order. They conceal that we are all in this life together by erecting walls of injustice and depression and environmental degradation. Francis calls on us to open our eyes and to live more fully into God's hope for us. Our task in this life is to, to live into that reality of our interconnection as much, as much as possible. For indeed, what Francis shows us is that living into the reality of our, of our interconnection is where our true joy will be found. And so happy, happy St. Francis Day. Amen.